Hello and welcome to Huntington School Music Department's podcast. I'm Liz Dunbar and I'm joined today by Huntington's subject leader for music, Tim Burnage, and Huntington's subject leader for music technology, Ian Wilson. What are we going to talk about, Tim? Well, um, if this is our first podcast, we thought it would probably be a good idea to have a conversation about why we might do a podcast in the first place. Um, so here we are, the three of us, and um, let's just... Let's just explain what our thinking is here. So why are we doing this anyway? Go on, Ian. Uh, well, well, there's a couple of reasons, Tim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mainly because we have uh, a lot of conversations each week when we see each other. Um, we're constantly wanting to improve our classroom practice. So conversations uh, are very helpful. And we thought, why not record it? because then we can possibly share it with people in need across across the country. Uh, another reason is Liz um, is stepping down from being head of music um, and Tim is picking up uh, head of music. So we want to get as much of Liz's brain out to us. <laughs> and I'm taking on the music technology subject lead as well. So we thought, well, if we're going to pick Liz's brains, then uh, it'd be a shame for just the two of us to benefit from it when a lot more people around the country could as well. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Because um, like we were saying, we've, got, we've probably got about 50 years of teaching experience between the three of us, but most of that is Liz's. Charming. That's absolutely charming. Thank you very much indeed. Yes. But there's so much gold dust there, I think, isn't there? Like we're, always, we're always talking and learning things from, from, uh, from each other, but, but particularly from, from you all the time. So we want to... Uh, I want to kind of make something of that, really. And I guess if there are people out there who are working in departments on their own um, that maybe don't get to have these sorts of conversations, it might be useful to hear other people talking about music education. Um, and, and if you're um, maybe starting out for the first time as a subject leader and you're thinking, right, September, I've got this new role. How do I go about doing it? I would have loved someone to have told me or at least give me a bit of advice on how you start to lead a subject. I would have loved to have a mentor for that. Well, I'm looking forward to that very much. Amen. Um. <laughs> right, let's crack on. Excellent. So um, hopefully this will be helpful and uh, something that people want to um, uh, engage with. And if you do, um, then... There's loads of different ways that you can be in touch with us and let us know if we're getting things right or wrong and if you want us to talk about particular things, that would be great. Um, we've got ideas for th people that we could draw in at various points as well um, to, to interview and, and chat with um, as well. But I guess, um, you know, we've talked about um, various levels of um, experience and stuff, so it might be helpful if we just talk a little bit more about how we've got to this place in our lives anyway. Um when did it all begin for you, Liz? <laughs> um, I kind of went into music teaching almost like by accident, I reckon. Um, but then I found I really liked it. And then I found that I really liked getting better at doing it. And so it kind of stuck, really. But it wasn't my intention ever to be a music teacher. But then I just thought, oh, this really suits me. And I, I'm really enjoying my day. And so, yeah, just that that's how it began, really. What was your... Um like what was your life your, what's your experience of music education as a kid growing up um funny old start really um because my dad built pylons all around the country and we traveled around following him in a van me and my mum apparently one of my first words was jcb but i'm not sure if that's a bit of an urban myth but <laughs> um and when we actually settled in the house what my mum was mad keen on doing was she was aspirational she always wanted more 
And she said, I'm not I'm going to live in that kind of house. I want to live in this kind of house. And I want this, that and the next. And she was really brilliant. At, even though they didn't have two pennies to rub together and they all had, they, between them, they must have had about five or six jobs. And they used to go and stack tiles for a builder, for a roofer, after they'd finished work, again, to make a few more pennies. And one day, um, I think I must have been like three or four years old, um, in the hallway was this old piano where two or three notes worked on it. My dad had taken it out of a skip or something and brought it into the house. Um, And... Oh, yeah, this is a house where we had one pair of curtains and the one pair of curtains went in mum and dad's bedroom and when people came around, my mum took them down and put them in the living room so it looked like we got more curtains <laughs> than we actually had. So they didn't have they didn't have much. Um, and so I was... Um, then I found this, this piano in the hallway and I started banging about on it and I drove my parents around the bend until the point where they went and got a second-hand piano for, I think it was 20 quid at the time, which I suppose... In, like in the early 70s is quite a lot of money and um, got me some piano lessons from Mr Dixon down Patience Lane um, and <laughs> I was sent off like you were when you were four right he's down there somewhere no kind of delivery by parents he's at the end of the road um, and cross that busy road on your own and go to Mr Dixon and my first piano lesson and it was 50 pence was my piano lesson and kind of that's the, that's the beginning of the story but the story's too long yeah. but basically I had kind of had a childhood of lucky breaks and people who were my champions who said, ah, you could do this and this and this and this and this. My parents weren't uh, experienced in anything musical or anything like that. Um, but I just happened to have champion after champion after champion who kind of saw me through um, a journey all the way through to, you know, undergraduate, graduate, master's life. Um, and just I just had a load of lucky breaks, basically. So cool that how you get that in music time and time again, don't you? Those people that kind of you know spot that thing in you, and then they yeah. they, they kind of push you forward and um, encourage them. And that's what we try and do for young people all the time, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. How about yourself, Tim? What's your story? <laughs> well, um, my brother had piano lessons. He's five years older than me. And he was having piano lessons with Peggy Latham, um, who had purple hair, um, <laughs> and uh, he was mad keen on football as well. So the the week came where he had a football match when his piano lesson should have been and mum said will you teach Tim instead and Peggy was a bit reluctant because I was the five years younger brother that used to bounce up and down on the the uh, doorstep and was just quite hyper um, but I went and it was great and we had a great time and my mum always says when we came to pick you up she was holding your hand on the doorstep going can you come again can you come again and so I did and so uh, and I just took to it um, and loved it um, and again that thing that you describe about having people that champion you and give you opportunities and, and I had a fantastic secondary school teacher um, Mrs Brague um, mm. who was uh, a brilliant opera singer but didn't really play the piano so when I rocked up uh, in year eight um, at the secondary school I went to she went uh, you, you play for this and you can play for this and you know and I just had loads of opportunities all the way through secondary school to you know I was pulled out of lessons to go and accompany kids in their GCSE exams mm. and did the it's choirs really good and practice. just all of that all of that sort of stuff it was fantastic all the shows and things like that just you know there was me on the piano mm. um, accompanying away really so loads of opportunities like that it was great um and you know, likewise, you know, all the way on onto under, undergraduate life and and beyond, really. Cool. What's your story, Ian? I well, I, I started out a bit more in the drama area, really, in a couple of things in primary school. Um, and every, some of my primary school teachers were like, "Oh, he's going to be the next 
Rowan Atkinson and stuff, uh, which was a bit strange. Um, I think I was essentially just a massive attention seeker and then they got me in some plays. And, and then secondary school, um, I did get into the drama stuff, but then my head was kind of turned um, by friends that were listening to bands and I ended up getting a guitar. I think it was only about year nine. It must have been year nine because I chose to do GCC music. So something must have got me into it before then. Um, but then, yeah, just a bit of a, bit of a blagger, really, because I never had proper <laughs> instrument lessons which was kind of always a little bit of a, I don't know why, um, I just, I, I think I was a bit scared to ask really at home, you know, the, with the extra cost of instrument lessons. Mm, yeah. But I, I mean, I got a guitar, which was great. So I just kind of quite happily played, um, kind of taught myself to an extent and then had a great time, got in bands, played a lot of gigs and did the music technology A-level and then went to university to study music tech. So, and then it was a, it was around then that I realised I probably should have actually got some genuine <laughs> music <laughs> tuition. Um, moved down south after university with a band. It was always the the rock and roll dream. Um, and then somehow worked in a school as a cover supervisor while I was down there to pay the bills. And then um, moved up back home to York and then started working at Huntington. And the music department have, were very, very, very welcoming. And bit by bit, step by step over about five years, eventually learned, qualified. Uh, learned yeah. the ropes and qualified yeah. properly. Uh, was it four or five years ago now? Yeah. And I've been teaching music and music technology ever since. And so I'm kind of the... Not necessarily new kid on the block now, but I'm the kind of I'm I've, I've found my feet in the last couple of years, I would say, um, and obviously uh, really excited to be taking over music technology as the subject lead. Yep. So I think you're going to be kind of I'm a product of uh, Liz and Tim's guidance and um, brilliant teaching practice because I've they've just taken me under their wing and turned me into the music teacher that I am today. Aww. 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 So keep listening because you'll get some good tips. <laughs> well, I think because we've worked together for quite a few years now um, that we've got a, a kind of lovely rapport. And when we are trying to fix things in our practice, there's never any kind of question of us not trusting each other um, and we kind of feed off one another's skill set. So it's not, there's not one direction that we all kind of go in. We're all specialists in our field in different ways. Awesome. Great. Well, there we go. Episode one. <laughs> That's us. And uh, feel free to join us again if we haven't put you off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>